0: Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast for the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and referendums. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of Lake Forest High School Basketball, Football, and Chess, Team woo, woo, woo. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com and schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow, their cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, exceptional process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at IliadGrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havey. Check them out at Havycommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest Mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue Electrical Engineering Graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of Stopping the Plastic Grass in Lake Forest Parks, because every 10 years the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and wear. Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for our patron supporters. Reverend Luke Beck from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.
1: Walker, how you doing, Scoop? Sean and Pete, how are you? Beautiful
0: Wednesday morning. Oh, man. I was able to get out the last two days, get the walk-in, feel a little bit better, uh, get some of that 40 degrees. Might get a little rain today. I don't know. It's we've like snow bu- <laughs> Yes, yes. Nothing like having soggy gym shoes. Scoo, we've had a busy few weeks, man.
1: So it's uh, election season. Yeah. We, everyone's uh, intru- coming out of the woodwork
0: that's right we introduced the red sofa first person to come on was kathy waldeck that was probably one of the best shows we ever did Scoo, what do you think I agree.
1: that was a good one that was a uh, good one. very great lady knew that was gonna happen just yeah actually I mean, pulled it off we <laughs> no it
0: was her idea too right I, you know so uh hopefully we get to see more of her in the future uh I'm sad that I wasn't around. She was an influence uh, not too long ago, hopefully. Well, her influence was felt on on the show based on all the feedback that we got. So great job. And then uh, we followed it up with uh, our newest supporter, Paul Hammond, running for Mayor Lake Forest Independent. Nice.
1: Vote for Paul. He's an interesting cat. Yeah, he is. He had some good insight. I don't know if it projects to winning the mayoral. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's his point
0: and it's different and uh unique. His heart's where it needs to be. And uh I don't know. I like people like that. Yeah you know what I mean? I like people like that. So whatever. He 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 ponied up. So uh nice. Thank you. Go 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 Paul ham and eggs. Or vote Paul, y'all. That was my that was my idea. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of mayoral elections, we got an update to the uh coffee bean poll that we do with our weekly email. Uh just to update you on the numbers. Uh Rand, Dr. Randy Tax, 60% of the vote. Prue Beidler, about 27, 28% of the vote. Paul Ham and eggs, 7% of the vote. And somebody requests that we put other and that was about uh, 5%. And they said none, Mickey Mouse. (laughs) But the interesting thing about uh, TAC and Prue, take it for whatever it's worth, you know, I'm, I'm sure our poll isn't the most scientific, but the first one we did in week one, Dr. Tack had 93% of the vote and uh Peru had seven. So Peru went from seven to uh about twenty-seven. So I wonder if any of these uh things <laughs> that was a good timing.
2: <laughs> I feel the same
0: way. <laughs> I wonder if any of these things <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um Uh, We had a a city council meeting on Monday. Uh, Dr. Montgomery, the uh, superintendent for uh, District 67-115, went up to talk about the $105 million bond that they need to uh, work on the high school. And
1: when is that vote coming up? In April? I believe it's in April, yeah. yeah. I thought he did a great job getting the message out. And yeah, uh, not too familiar with it except understanding that it's you know about some infrastructure upgrading and all that. So,
0: well, yeah, I guess in an 88
1: year old school, (laughs) you know, (laughs) at a certain point.
0: Well, the questions that the people are asking, I guess, you know, why now? Why didn't you do it evenly over time? And uh, you know, he's dr montgomery's he's taking over you know from the last person so he's like hey man we need to fix this thing up and there's a certain split for asking for the money how much is for classrooms how much is for maintenance and uh he did a pretty good presentation explaining it Uh, um first time yeah first time i've you know watched the guy listen to the guy so uh i thought it was good uh but you know what? You know how we're going to know. We got to bring him on the show, so we'll we'll have them come on, and we will we'll talk uh, about the referendum. Then, of course, uh, we're uh, people are talking about the <laughs> turf.
1: <laughs> Again, good timing. Cooper's got very many opinions on things. <laughs>
0: Uh, there are some different people speaking up and I wonder,
1: I didn't get to that point.
0: Oh, I did. And it, it makes me wonder if I could be a fly on the wall, Scoo, on those dinners that those guys do, guys and gals do before the meeting. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. You say this, you say that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if (laughs) that's, I don't know if (laughs) that's. I don't know if that's happening or not, but uh, you know, some things that I noticed was... Uh,
1: if, if people are going up in a group, it that happens. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm sure they're powwowing and now you're going to say this. Make sure you say this. I'll say this. Yeah, but at the powwows, it seems like Nancy Novit,
0: Ray Bushman, Melanie Rummel, they're like eating dinner at one table and then Fresh like Jim Novitz. They're eating at another table
1: because. Oh, you're talking about the aldermen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the public that goes up there.
0: No, 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 no. I'm talking about the aldermen. They have a little dinner before the. I believe they do. They have a little dinner before the uh, city council meeting, and uh, I just wonder if any of this stuff goes on, and if there is a dinner, is everybody sitting at the ta- same table? Because Nancy, Nancy Novitt came out. She showed up at this meeting.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She showed up. and uh, I Again, I, get through the whole thing. I'll leave that to you. Because uh, just the look on your face. <laughs> we'll have the opportunity Path
3: to Park? move some of those games and events over to Deer Path. 100% of them, I don't know. Okay. Until that day actually comes up.
4: What about the parents who don't want their kids to play on turf? who want a natural
1: grass option then that would be up to the organization to handle internally I would think that they could stay at those natural parks with those teams okay if there's enough kids if there's
4: enough kids to field those teams that's correct okay all right moving on I saw in the chart that DPM as well as well after school the DPM teams yes again it's back to parents who don't want their kids on turf
3: so the school does have the field to the north east there's mm-hmm. a, a smaller area that's typically used for field hockey and even uh girls lacrosse okay back in the day but more so field hockey now so there will
1: still be some natural space if they'd like to use that versus but
4: only the if type. they're participating in the programs that are space that are cited there right
1: well that's just the school the school uses that space for their activities.
4: but if but if this is an after-school team if this is a team and you want to play field hockey at dpm and the DPM field hockey team is practicing on the turf then that's yeah, it's it up to the coaches and their that, program. Yeah, I they understand. want to go turf or natural it's, yeah. that's but that's options there okay yeah. all right um finally in the johnson report they talked about having fireworks at deer path community park i think we know that's not mayor paino i understand your point but we're going from not paying anything to now paying a surcharge because they're playing on a turf. No, they're paying. No, they're paying But they're not they're paying, paying a surcharge for a turf field. Yeah, they
3: are. Out of the community, they are. They're paying. Yeah, if you're in these. They
0: are. these... I, somebody must have talked to her about something. And I don't. What, what The people that are against this thing, certain things come up, you know, congestion. What what I don't think they get is. Now, you know more than anybody, Scoot, because you're a rec guy. The congestion, the use for these fields are only a couple times a year, right?
1: Well, the idea is, you know, there's a lot of off time where the fields aren't used. And the hope is that, you know, when this goes through, and that's a whole programming thing, is access to this and utilization is one, to be good for the community, but also, you know, from a... Youth playing standpoint as well as you know outsourcing it to other entities and all that. But yeah, I mean that's the hope, that's the goal that it's going to be a beautiful facility and not only residents but somehow we can fit in programming for other things. Well,
0: well, it's sort of I want to say it's like a retention pond, but you need a place to have overflow and you can't play at the grass fields and. When they are needed, they're only a couple times a year, and I think people are for, they're looking at utilization, and it's not an evenly spread out thing. That's what I'm learn, learning about it. Um, uh well, Jason,
1: I mean, utilization. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, again, I'm I'm talking off of experience versus what I heard last night Yeah. So I hear it, but um, you know, some are going to say, "Oh, yeah, the Waveland Park and." South Park and West Park and all these other parks are just flooded with use and programming. And, you know, when you look at it from a, maybe a, a small window of time, like a couple hours a day, yeah, that's tough to, to manage to get that in there. But we have enough fields around the community to leverage and use Programming. The key thing is, though, maintenance. These are not, um, they're grass fields, so they have to be maintained. They're dirt fields, some of the the infields and all that. So there's a lot of maintenance, a lot of money. Over the years, Last this century, they haven't been maintained. Thus, they've been created to be um, really crummy, as opposed to using a more profound word yeah so it can't well, the, other... down to the whole thing should have been it should have been we never get to this point if they were maintained throughout the years like they should have been but again that wasn't done that was intentionally not done years ago so now we're at a, at a juncture where it becomes do you keep going that way or go to a a, a, a artificial right conversation and that really is where we're at and you know again i'm always believing real grass is the way to go but
0: well the the other thing the people that are against it remember we're in a community right like i don't that 105 million dollar bond that's going to cost me 500 bucks it's going to cost you 500 bucks a year for that thing i ain't got no kids I got no kids going there, but I'm part of the community, so right. i'm I'm, right. I'm paying up. part of their argument is well, I don't have any kids using the field, so what? do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's but a it's lot the of
1: same thing it's it, it's it's the same argument with the any referendum that comes through you yeah. this is part of what makes Lake Forest the community that everyone's moved to is the opportunities that we have to improve something and make it better for the entire community as a whole, you know, you're gonna have to pony up at some point. And, you know, again, like he, uh, Dr. Montgomery said last night, I mean, at the end of the day, even with the referendum, I mean, we're still having the lowest property taxes and, and all these people scream and raise your hand if you really know what where Lake Forest ranks on the Lake County property yeah. tax.
0: even so, after this. <laughs> I mean, even after pretty, this uh, bond,
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, go move somewhere else, and you know, take out a new a double mortgage to pay your property taxes alone. So, I don't. Uh, it, it's always about the immediate, and I've said this before. It's scream, 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 scream. But then when something's done, those screamers, you know what they do? They're yeah, the oh, this is nice. go, oh, this is fantastic. So, well, they
0: brought they brought up the beach. On that example, and then they brought up the
1: beach. One second, the beach—you weren't here. Same thing, same freaking thing. And oh my gosh, it's the big biggest gem of the North Shore, which it is. But it's like let's go backwards and listen to the screaming about it, and And it (laughs) it wins the (laughs) money.
0: No, but that's seriously, yeah. no, no, I get it. And then one of the things that was brought up was um, the maintenance um i think it's 360 grand a year that they that you have to budget because the life of the turf is 10 years and it's 3.6 million to uh replace it and uh you know they were presenting figures pretty conservative figures not that i'm a turf purchasing expert but uh because the turf could last 12 years you know who knows and then uh the hourly fee that you get for uh people that wouldn't have normally play, uh, paid before coming in. Uh, and they were talking about what should the fees be to play on this new turf. And the goal that they set forth, they gave Jason Wicca the uh, directive that we'd like to recover at least 80% of the costs of that 360
3: yeah.
0: a year. So charge the most that you can to people from outside of the area you know, to use it.
1: Yeah, but that's that's going to be a balance, and I, I I think it's you know great they're looking into it. I think it's, I think my opinion on that whole thing is they're going to ha- Jason's going to have to Sally's going to have to hire, in my opinion, experts that know how to run a facility like this. As an example, um, Kemper Sports. I'm not saying Kemper Sports should do it, but the city came to a, the conclusion years ago that. They can't, and it's a similar situation. In the decision, we can't maintain the golf course, Deer Path golf course. Too much money, we're out, right? Too much maintenance, too much, and it was going to get shut down. It didn't get shut down. That's, you know, all said and done. But we hired an outside management firm that specializes in that. And they were screaming and hollering, oh my God, it's going to break the bank and all that. And guess what it did? It's one of the greatest public courses now out there. We have professionals that know what they're doing, maintaining it. And I think that business model is what's going to be needed for um, the new park. Someone that knows how to manage it, knows how to market it out to, if if truly they're going to try to recoup 80% of the maintenance costs, that's that's a really big number in my opinion. And a professional that knows how to do that and knows how to market it, probably needs to do that and it's um and then there's other entities that uh, just within the community that are using it that are going to need to start poning up in my opinion um to the Ruck because they don't and they're major users of the current field so well,
0: one of the things that came up as an alternative source of uh, revenue was tournaments and you had the people that didn't want tournaments. They don't want people coming in from outside of town, <laughs> and those are generally the people that don't have kids playing and have no and clue. What have no about. okay. And all right, you ready for this? I've blown a lot of crap to Alderman Eileen Luby, and this is my opportunity to say. She did a pretty good job at the meeting Monday. I don't know what happened, but the way she spoke up.
2: I, or I may be in the minority here, but I, as a parent of small children, I actually think it's kind of exciting to have a tournament in your own town if you are playing a sport. So every once in a while, if we have a, a lake forest team that wants to be a part of a tournament of some kind where you have another six or 10 teams, I'm in support of that. Why shouldn't we show off this infrastructure improvement to our parks and rec department? So when we look at usage, and maybe filling this gap of our local Lake Forest residents that, you know, I'll be signing up for flag football, versus some of these more uh, club sport teams, I think it's okay to charge them higher and have that opportunity to gain more money to pay for the replacement.
0: For the turf and the reasoning behind it, because she has kids that are about to play or have played and and, kind of gets it, Cause it is exciting to host attorney. Right. And if you have downtime, right. If you're not, if it's not the overflow time to have attorney out there, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and,
1: and, and again, tournaments, everyone's so focused on kid tournaments and all that. It's an opportunity for all sorts of tournament, adult tournaments. You can, you there's, there's a gamut of things that can be done that involve the community and don't involve the community. But you know what? It's revenue coming in. And I'm telling you, those fields are not, every field is not occupied every minute of the day and throughout the year. They're not. They're they're not. It's a fact. And the city can leverage that right now. They can have tournaments. They always could have tournaments at different parks and all that it was just not the desire to, because what you have to kick into it is human capital to be there and maintenance capital and all this other stuff that not going to happen. So, and, you know, going back way back, there was a decision made years ago that these ancillary parks were going to be passive parks, no longer activity going on there, except going out there and laying on a beach towel and getting sun. I mean, that's really what, drove this because they were active parks way back when and now they have to use them as um and they should be used as active parks and so there there's just there's a whole opportunity and again the toughest times of uh, currently you know in the city is spring and fall that's when the kids stuff is you know again there is a decision made years ago that I guess you don't play baseball in the summer you just play it in the spring so Deerpath Park in the summer, fact. Uh, All these other ones, you drive by these parks during the summer days. Yeah. Nada. (laughs) You know, so, you know, the capacity is there. And if, you know, we're going with this turf solution, which I think we should and know we should, there's a huge opportunity to leverage our entire park system for tournaments youth programming and all that. And it's it's a great opportunity. But again, I think it needs an outside source that knows how to do that. And nothing against the staff at the rack and all this other and city staff. It's just what we're creating is something that has to be professionally done and not just, you know, kind of we're doing this as another part of my job role, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Well, I think there's a lot more to do, um, but I think there's a huge opportunity to bring. And you know, the other thing, Pete, is tied to this that you know these screamers and hollers, you know, want to avoid is, you know, and it's part of the whole business district revitalization. Is you're having tournaments and stuff like that at Deer Path, which is walking distance or a short ride to town. You're bringing in people to our city, to our restaurants, to our stores and all that, for that short window that uh, weekend tournaments there. And that's a good thing for everyone, that a lot of people don't, you know, they just want to scream about everyone's going to die over putting turf there, but they don't look at the big picture. And that's the big picture.
0: Well, the other beef was the congestion. And then uh, Mayor George, he, he popped in. He said, hey, man, look. When the kids are going to school and getting out of school, that's when you got congestion on Deer Path.
1: Yeah, that congestion is not – that is such a false narrative that people are screaming about, that Deer Path parking lot and the rec center parking lot during youth activities is a congestion problem. That's such a joke. I mean – George is right, and you're right. It, it's the congestion at Deerpath is during the school day, exiting and entering, and you know that's the congestion. And that, you're not going to have events during that time. You don't. You don't right now.
0: Well, <laughs> well, then you got people that are living across the street that came up to speak. You know, I get it. You know, I
1: across the street from Deerpath. There's yeah. two houses.
0: Well, that was one of them.
1: Estates. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? It's like, again, you know, there's but, there's a couple houses up on the hill on Pembroke that overlook this, the, the wreck. But it, <laughs> it, that, it, it's such a joke. Sorry. The people no, that are screaming about not doing something.
0: And uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love George. He just, you know, he just sits there and he takes out. I don't know how he does it. school. I cannot. I, I wish I could go back in time and learn how he do, he does it. He just takes all that stuff and, like Melanie Rummel was, you know, so, somebody turned the on switch uh, on the back of her head, and then when she got done,
5: is there a demand? I, I just don't know. So what's the? If we I guess what's down. the
0: point of 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 your argument?
1: George said, okay, so what's your argument? What's your point? You, you know, you know how George does it? Huh. Do you know he's only 42? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> we can cut
0: that out. He's 35. It's he's not a 35. day over thirty.
1: It's all that he keeps everything in.
0: <laughs>
1: so, it, look, the turf's
0: happening. So, everybody's getting in their final shot. So, when they see their neighbors, he say, man, I tried.
1: Yeah, you know. I mean, that's, and that's great. And you have to have the opposing side just for the opposing side. So you look at the big picture and that's my whole point is you want to look at the big picture, but sometimes there's op- opposing side to stuff. They don't look at the big yeah. picture. They don't, they really don't look at the end result of what it's going to do for the community. But again, you need the opposing side because then if you don't, everything's just a yes, yes, yes. And then, right. <laughs> you know then you're
0: in trouble well just like this podcast Scoo. you know you got to have opposing sides you know people that have lived here a long time people that have just recently uh lived here Mm -hmm. and uh having recently lived here I you ever see the episode of Seinfeld when uh Kramer says uh he goes to the post office says I don't want any more mail <laughs>
4: I, oh god!
1: Like, <laughs> so, all right. We just got another one yesterday. Three weeks in a row. Yeah. So, you know,
0: she's the Beilers have put up about a hundred G's in this thing, in these things, they and should. and they are, and yeah. they they are ahead of the. Look, I, I'm going to try to give both sides, Scoot. It's not that. I'm going to give credit where credits due, right? Okay. Okay. This is going out. What's the caucus put out? Okay. I hate lawn signs, but I go my walk through town. I see pru lawn signs. You see, see, see a lot
1: of them. The grass is showing now. It's time for its lawn sign season.
0: Um. So, so going through this now. <clears throat> look, I've met. We've met Dr. Tack. We've met Paul Hammond. We tried to meet with... Well, I met with Prue face-to-face. And all of a sudden... <laughs> now, now Scoo, I don't know if you know this about me, but what I say behind your back, I say directly to your face, okay? So... Prue will not come on the show. So all I can do is look at what she sends out. And this is my opinion and then school if you agree say it's your opinion i speak for myself you speak for yourself look people get these things and if they don't get anything else it's like oh okay prove for mayor prove, okay i guess i'm going to vote for prove but when you look at it transparency <laughs> independent and nonpartisan. now Can you handle the independent part? And I'll take the nonpartisan part.
1: Is she like, is she really an independent? No. Why is she not an independent? Well, I don't think she's an independent. And this kind of gets into our kind of back and forth on opinions, because we disagree and agree on things too. And I've always said running, I don't think campaign contributions and what you do with your money and donate to political parties should play into election for mayor um she is and and it should not and i still stand by that okay. but but
0: dot, and dot, yes, dot.
1: The, the caucus is a political party so to speak and everyone in the community that's registered to vote is part of the caucus um and they go through the process and nom- nominated their slate for mayor and board or school board and um alderman right Right. Prue chose not to, just as Paul Hammond chose to run on their own. She did it the wrong way. Disagree with her. Shame okay. on him for doing what she did. That was wrong. Paul did it the right way, just, you know, filed his name and did all the thing. Yeah. But my opinion is once, and and let's use Paul for an example. I don't know what political party he stands by. I don't really care. Right. Right. Okay, I, I don't even know if he contributes to political parties and all. Prue, on the other hand, I don't care what political party she belongs to. I, I have an idea, but um, she has now in an election for a political position, she has sent out literature saying she's independent. Now anyone that votes, at least yeah. this is my opinion now, anyone that votes, uh, in our country, I, you know, I guess there's you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, or an independent, right? So she's decided to put on her flyer, she's independent, which now my opinion is that's not true. And now bring in what I was disagreeing with. And here's my response why it's not true, because she's donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Democratic Party. So as I see it, Outside Lake County. Outside Lake County. But as I see shes I'm guessing she's a Democrat. Which, again, is fine, but not an independent. And she's spinning this thing to think that she's an independent person devoid of political parties. And that's not true. And then who's who's her right-hand person? Susan Garrett? I don't know if she's her right-hand person, but I, I, I'm assuming she's been involved in a lot of stuff that Prue does. I just know that she, I've seen them walking together and she got in my face. So she's advising. I I don't know if that's a fact, but I'm sure she's giving input on what she thinks Prue should be doing. I will, I will go on the edge and say, uh,
0: yeah, she is. And that was a democratic, uh, which, which, state again, center.
4: which is, which
1: is fine. fine. Don't have a problem with it. Well, and I never also about the kind of twisting of,
0: yeah, yeah. Words. <laughs> well, and, and the nonpartisan part. Look, a half million going to the dem the, the Democrats outside of Lake County, specifically Lightfoot and Fox. There, that's just icky. Okay, so that's my opinion. Not scoos. That's my, my opinion. Now, so you got these things going out. Transparency. Paul was transparent. Randy was transparent. Okay. I like Randy's a good dude. I would, I, I'm, we're taking uh Paul's money to uh help him out for mayor, but I'll probably, I'm going to vote for, for Randy because between the two, I, I, I see the experience. I like what they do. And I like both, I like both guys. who as far as transparent, somebody doesn't look you in the eye and lets other people do the talking for them. I don't trust. To me, that's not transparent. So, Okay, I don't like it. But what I do like about what they're doing, they're very organized. They're putting their 100 grand to work on this uh, mailbox lettuce. Uh, What it says in here, the first one was four pages of
1: the same thing, uh,
0: just different
3: words,
1: just and different pictures. But But again, it's better than zero. Okay.
0: (laughs) So Uh, now, 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 Scoo, when I started this podcast, I was on the caucus. I got on the caucus. Uh, I met Ted Mormon in the uh, Lantern, having a couple suds, and he was the alderman. I said, "Hey, man, how do you get to be an alderman?" He said, "Start with the caucus." I'm like, "All right." I ask around the people in the Lantern, "What? Huh? He's school board. I think he was an alderman. I don't know. At least that's a guy I'm thinking of. (laughs) And (laughs) you know, I'm I'm pretty good with names, (laughs) especially after a few." So, so so. anyways, I'm like, Hey guy. I'm asking, you know, around the bar, Hey, what's the deal with the caucus? I don't know. I went see a club people, you know, stuck up. You don't want to be part of that. I'm like, wait a minute. I go, I'm going to go check out, check it out for myself. So I do for a couple of years and there's some podcasts that I've done that, you know, I've had issues here and there and I'll put up a couple of examples here, but I get this thing in the mail Skew. <laughs> and it's an article on the caucus and I'll put it up here of the people for the people and they have a picture here of one two three four five six seven eight nine people and they say the Lake Forest Caucus helps to ensure city residents have the best candidates for election when it comes to managing a city and its affairs Their tagline is, it's all of us. That isn't all of the caucus. That's the executive committee of the caucus. There's a picture here of the leader of the caucus, front and center with his legs crossed. And it seems to be a self-promoting article Randy tax in the, in the article as well. But the only thing that I see in my mailbox is something now I don't know anything about this publication other than I'm guessing it costs a lot to go in here. Cause there's a lot of like uh Gucci ads and
1: uh Rolex. I was going to put an article in there, but. Oof. um,
0: And to me, it's like, I'm trying to give credit to the caucus, but when they do things like this, they put their article in this, I don't want to say elitist publication, but when they have their gathering at a Ferrari dealership for whatever 75 bucks and it's limited to who you know who can attend, as opposed to doing it at the lantern chiefs or or, or duffers. Gorton make Gorton, you know what I mean? I'm like, they are missing the mark or it's bad optics. And I think it's a good process. It's just that if you get a bad patch of people in there at the leadership level, uh, this is where this thing goes awry. And Dr. Tack is a good man. I, I I like him, met him. I know the leader of the caucus. And when I see this this article and their new tagline, again, is, It's not all of us; it's some of us. (laughs) So we are all the caucus, right? This picture isn't even the caucus committee; it's the executive caucus. It's an elitist publication, and they're coming across as elitist in here. And this is why people
1: don't like the caucus. Where am I wrong, Scoo? Well, let me let me let's let's back up to the elitist magazine. I I don't I wouldn't say it's elitist because we get it in our mail for free. Yeah. I mean, everyone in the community gets it. So, I mean, I don't think it's elitist at all. I think it's nice to have, but I mean, yeah, you, you page through it and it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, if have, you want to, have you ever a bought jet, any if, of these brands? If you want to rent a jet, here's a person, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It comes off that way and it's, you know, hoity toity, uh, parties and pictures and all, which is fine. I don't think it's elitist because everyone in the community gets it. So I just wanted to, um, and, and if someone wants to spend their dough that way, more power to them. And you know what? Every community up and down the North Shore has the same kind of magazine, but that's just me. Well, you know, they
0: say, any, you know, any any pub, any advertising is good advertising, just spell the name right. Okay. So right. I get it. But you don't see anything else except
1: right. this. Well, here, here's, here's. You asked for my take on that. Yeah, um, give me it. You know, I, I, think the caucus missed this hit, missed the spot on this. Uh, first off, uh, you're absolutely right. I don't to have a picture of the exec council of the caucus committee, and then underneath it say, you know, their names. But this is the caucus. I mean, doesn't anyone prove that? I mean, that's not the caucus; that's the executive caucus committee. And um, I just don't think. I think where they missed the spot. And honestly, I was reading the article, and I I was laughing because I kept getting deterred to looking at the the caucus pictures. So here here's where they missed the mark. Yeah. The Scoo's opinion. Right. There was no. If you're going to spend that much dough for an article. And I don't know if they spent the dough or they got a freebie because they you know the the this well guy, they put they well, put no, let me finish, let me yeah, finish. this this guy who publishes it there's there's some you know you get charged for it or some there's a section where you can you know you don't get charged for it so I don't know if they paid or it was a freebie in there, right? But where they missed the point is you know, I know they're trying to educate everyone about the caucus. The the bad move is, you know, that those pictures, bad move. What they should have done, if they want to educate the caucus, that's great. But we're in the midst of a they're in the midst of a contested election. And what they should have done is there should have been on that page where, you know, it's the the exec council should have nine, been nine people should have should have been. The slate of candidates that we're voting for in April. No more, no less, and then read the article. But to have the president of the caucus on one page, you know, and then the caucus committee, exec counsel on the other, and then Randy tucked away up in the lower upper right, bad, bad move. And I don't know who's coaching them on saying that's a great move. It's a horrible move. They should have had the slate. Of Randy, uh the three new aldermen, and then the school board people on there and, and really say this is who we're vote, you know, that whole thing. So I agree with, I mean it's just a bad move. And unfortunately and they can't afford to have bad moves.
0: No, they, they they're shooting them so I mean Dr. Tack, he's almost better off. He doesn't need their money. He could go against Prue without the caucus. He doesn't need this type of help, but, but whatever.
1: Well, yes, yes, and no. And, and, yeah. I, and again, it's it's about the process, Pete. It's you know that slate of people, Randy and all that, were asked by the community to run. So I would yeah. probably say if they were going to do it on their own, they wouldn't do it. But but what what I'm getting at is that that, um, and I want to get back to Prue's yeah we were talking about too yeah
3: yeah
1: it's um totally disagree how prue has decided to run totally she should have been banned for bad behavior after her display from my understanding from other people that were in the know how she reacted to not being chosen two times ago yeah. She should have never gotten to this point where she was even considered by the caucus. So I think the caucus aired there, too, by enabling her to do it again. You know, part of that caucus interview for all three of them, as Kathy mentioned, is the question that was asked was, if you don't get it, are you going to run against the caucus? Right. And Prue said, no, I'm not going to do that. Kathy said no. And Randy said no. And all that. So basically you move forward in the discussions then and look what Prue did. So when I say she should have been disqualified for past behavior, she should have never have been considered this time. And if she, you know, then whatever she did and that's fine, but getting back to more of the what's going on right now. um, If you're running on against the caucus, you have to have money to put in your own money because you're not getting it from anyone. The caucus has money through donations and all that, and they've now they have um, you know a contested election, so they go out to the public and seek donations. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing shady about it. That's the process, right? And that money then goes into competing against, uh, in Prue's case, because this is the first time that someone's really kind of was part of the process, didn't like the results, so ran, right? N-O on top of it, she's got funding to do it. Yeah. So this is really the first time the caucus has really faced a contested election where money is involved. So in my opinion, the caucus needed to be proactive. I know they're sending out social media stuff, but I mean, they're sending it out to their um, mailing list and even to a smaller extent, the mailing list, if they have these people's, you know. They're
0: Facebook already going to vote for tech.
1: Right. But what I'm saying is they're relying on you and I who see this stuff on social media to then forward it on to our contacts, which I think is wrong. What Prue's doing, again, I disagree. Yeah. Um, But guess what she's doing? <laughs> she's taking her money. Winning. And saying, I have gotten... In three weeks in a row, different flyers from her in my mail. So that tells me that, first off, it's not selected. She's sending it out to 15,000 voters, if that's the number. So everyone's getting that. And on the flip side, the caucus stuff is not being disseminated to 15,000. I haven't seen anything in my mail or on the streets. Scoop. supporting the caucus candidates and whether proves flyers right, wrong or indifferent, you can take it how you want. Guess what? The majority of 15,000 voters, as you have shown in past elections, don't really vote. Right. It's a small number. So in my opinion, this becomes a numbers game. And I tell you what, if I'm one of the 8,000 or so people that didn't vote, last time, and I'm getting inundated with the same thing from the one person. Guess what? When I get my mail-in vote, and all of a sudden I got a flyer from Prue again, I'm like, you know what? Okay. Boom. I don't support Prue at all. I like Prue. I think she made some bad choices and got some bad advice and can't seem to walk away. But on the flip side, the caucus is reactive. And uh, they should not have, I know you hate, I know you hate yard signs. I'm just biting my tongue. But they're reactive again, because guess what? Those yard signs, everything right now in a contested election, the caucus, because it has the power of people in the community and the, you know, the 43 people on the caucus, how have we gotten, and I'm a voter and I am a supporter I've been through the process. I was part of the process. And I cannot understand how we have gotten to a reactive point in this race.
3: Let me and, know what I can and,
1: and And shame on these guys. And you know what? Shame on putting yourself in an article that someone's told you this is going to be throw us over the top. And shame on you for putting yourself in there because you missed the target. And I hope Prue doesn't win. And I'm sure Randy will. And Randy is a fantastic choice. They made the right decision. I'm not going to criticize that. Uh, I thought Kathy should have been, Waldeck should have been chosen over Prue, but that's neither here nor there. But Randy, the decision, he's, you know, whoever's listening, vote for Randy because he's going to do a great job. He's going to keep our community moving forward and fantastic. And he's the right selection. But, um, Boy, these guys keep missing the point. And Scoo. again, I'm going to go back to my mantra, Pete. I believe in the caucus process. It's all about people, and we are just this caucus committee. This this exec council keeps missing the point. Scoo, here is why. Look,
0: I I know the leadership. Okay, I've worked with the leadership. Right, and you you could say i have a biased opinion or i have an issue or whatever it is i'm just letting you know it it's bad leadership it's bad leadership that continues because this leader that's self-promoting he's going to pick who he wants to be as an as the next leader he got picked by the last person that person got picked by the last person We've had three subpar leaders, at least that I know that I've witnessed, that has put us in the boat that we're in. Right. And till you break this cycle of the president picks the vice president, the vice president turns into the president, or at least let the exec council or the caucus committee pick who they want to be president, you run into stuff like this and proves odds for winning the election go up because <laughs> this is hurting this is hurting Dr. Tack more than it's, it's, it's helping.
4: And I, I don't, and I'll leave I it. don't
1: understand if, if that was the decision to put the caucus exec committee on that first page. I don't understand why there had to be an associate on the other page, a solo picture of the president of the exec council. That doesn't make sense to me. He's not running for anything.
3: He's got two months left.
1: And, and it's got to be about the slate of candidates. Yeah. and. But you just made a good point, though, Pete, is, you know, the process, I know it, it needs to be relooked at. And it's for years and years and years and years, it's always been that president, right. you know, it's been selected and they select their, you know, and they don't necessarily select because they they're supposed to be getting input from everyone, which whether they do or not. Right, right. But um, the, the thing is, I don't think the current president should have anything to do with promoting this race right now because he's gone right after the election and the vice president has to deal with the fallout, whether she wins or loses or whatever. And he's the one that should be really kind of speaking. And I I think the caucus exec committee is missing the point and not focusing on the slate of candidates because they should be out there talking, not going to, you know, I saw there was a, they had a, a meet and greet at Exmoor Country Club. What's okay. that? It's a country club in Highland Park. A lot of residents belong there, but there was a meet and greet and I heard it went well and there's, you know, the mayor there and some other people and, you know, the can, and it went well, but you know what? Did you know about it? I didn't know about it.
0: I was at Duffer's.
1: I mean, whether it's Duffer's or not, <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking that it should be in a bar or anything like that. My point is the caucus should be communicating this to the electorate, that there's going to be a meet and greet here. And they shouldn't be having this these meet and greets at places that... The, the the No, I don't know, you know... I maybe, said it. Maybe maybe I could have gone to that. Maybe not because I'm not a member there. But the point is, there was no communication to anyone in the public that there was a meet and greet the candidates at Exmoor Country Club. Now, that might have been to the Country Club members that live in Lake Forest. But that's not that's again, you're missing the target here. And, you know, when when is the caucus going to schedule? And not having at their annual meeting fundraiser the meet and greet and say, oh, well, the community can come to that. Yeah, the community's got to pay money to go to that. If I want to donate money, I don't want to go there and I'll donate it, you know, to the caucus. But missing the target and, you know, yeah, it answers the other side of people going, nah, screw the caucus. They're just, you know, elitist and all that. Why should... That's the education right. point they're missing. Yes,
0: yes, that's my point. By your
1: actions, you're you're showing what yes. you're saying you're not. And I just, it's just, it really pisses me off because again, Randy's a great guy and I'd hate to see someone like Prue win who cheated the system. Well, and, okay, and, I'm done. And, I'm done. And, and, and you know what? And everything she's doing right now, whether she spends a hundred thousand or 500,000, it's reflective right now. She's putting that money to educate the community on why they should vote for her, and nothing's in response to that.
0: Well, again, she's more organized. She's winning, so so power to her. Okay, hey, I respect it. but I'm not respect it. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the mag away. I got a little something for Prue here. Let me ask you about this, Scoo. Uh, right before the show started, somebody sent me an email about uh, this is something that happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. What is Save Walden?
1: Um, Save Walden was, a again, a mantra people were opposing. Um, yeah. Bob Krebs and his wife, who I believe he's the CEO of BNSF and um have a beautiful historic home and beautiful just a gorgeous um piece of property and home and he you know it's fantastic and he decided he's gonna donate or whatever it was at the time and to lake Forest college and let him use it for uh medieval and renaissance studies i mean i guess he has a lot of um uh artwork and all that stuff that's that time span, I guess, as well as the house. So yeah. Decided that and and that and they were originally I think they were gonna have, you know, classes there and all that. And you know, though again, that brought up the whole busing and this and that and uh congestion we talked about earlier. But I it didn't go through. They had to get a special use permit. It didn't go through for some reason, and um, you know, there's a lot of screamers about it, and rightfully so. I mean, I guess that's it's a. If you walk down, then I'm sure you have. It's kind of it's tight, um, very beautiful property, and all. But I don't think it was going to be a again a problem where, you know, 3,000 people are going there on a daily basis, but. And apparently I just saw in the paper that that's now been resurrected because he did donate it or something. I don't know how, but it's back on um, the radar.
0: Can I read this thing and tell me if it's on or off? I have no idea. Ten, Ten years ago, the neighbors living on Walden Road, Ringwood Road, Mayflower, and the Havenwood neighborhood were forced to hire a lawyer and united before the zoning board to save Walden, one of Lake Forest's most bucolic. What's that mean? And historic mm-hmm. neighborhoods. You know what Bucolic means? I uh, know, but it, it is a beautiful area. All right. All right. Historic neighborhoods enjoyed by joggers, walkers, bikers, and, of course, the tax-paying neighbors. Walden, the neighborhoods around the corner of Mayflower, Walden Road, Ringwood, and Havenwood neighborhood, was threatened by the plan of one homeowner in the neighborhood to obtain a special-use permit. You know what that is, Scoo? Mm-hmm. SUP to transform his home into a commercial, educated, oriented enterprise. Prue Beidler, now running for mayor of Lake Forest, was firmly in favor of transforming the neighborhood from strictly residential to something else in defiance of 99.5% of the neighbors and other residents who spoke against it. (laughs) Uh, So don't be fooled by the campaign literature. She does not respect Lake Forest heritage. It's neighborhoods of the desires of the neighbors who live and pay taxes here. She was firmly and vocally in favor of forever changing the character and beauty of this historic neighborhood by allowing a special use permit so, completely out of character with the site and contrary contrary to the desires of the vast majority of the neighbors. Thankfully to the zoning board, after two lengthy meetings packed with angry residents opposing the plan, shelved it and saved Walden. But while the zoning board voted down the threat to Walden as resurfaced Maybe someone should ask Prue about her plans to destroy Walden, who she's elected mayor. The, re- the threat is real. Here's the sources. Is that any of this true? Well,
4: it's all
1: true. Okay. I mean, so, it's I, I, all true. I mean, she, she did support, uh, and I support it. I, I think it's a beautiful area and all that, but I don't think it's going to, if a homeowner wants to do that, and if it's, if it's managed by the college the right way? Absolutely. Now, the thing with Prue, though, is she's running on the stance of, you know, proper real estate development, and she wants to keep the character of the historic areas intact. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. Which would kind of contradict what she supported back in 2013 with this. So, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think, I think Prue is just, It's just a garb. Can I say gobbledygook? You just did of stuff that contradicts everything she's about. I mean, it's
0: politics, you know. It's
1: well, yeah, but it's bad politics because good politics. No, this this is
0: bad politics.
1: But but she's like you know, you know, I'm I'm for preserving our historic thing, but yet in the same breath, she was wanted to do whatever they you know. I support the caucus and all the processes only if it supports
0: benefits me. me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, the, the misinformation she sends out there, you know, I sent out an e there's an email sent out by Prue encouraging people to come to the meet and greet and vote against the slate. Yeah. You know, she says, no, I never did that, but yet there's an email from Prue Byler, you know, saying that and, and it didn't go. And then she's claiming it. It's uh it, it went. The 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 people of Lake Forest have spoken. I didn't get the email. How can I speak? And you know, why is my vote not counted? And I didn't even know about it. But Prue sent it out to a select group, and then she sits there and argues and lies to her friends, saying, "No, this not everyone. I didn't get it." So I mean, you know what these two have in common,
0: Scoo? Both both of them are self serving. Thank God we got good people. Look like you said the process the process came up with Dr. Tack that I'm grateful that gave me hope cuz i've been Tack flipping
1: and a whole slate of yeah candidates
0: yeah for the so,
1: for the council and for the school boards
0: we just got to lead we, we got to fix this leadership issue just just somebody has to uh and then Scoo and that city council meeting there was like uh how you do that it was one of those moments uh some so little kid went up <laughs> to this podium uh-huh. and uh, 11-year-old kid. Please keep your comments to three minutes or less. Uh,
3: the first person on the list here is Ari Mark.
5: Good evening. My name is Ari Mark. I'm 11 years old. I'm here today to talk about the closing of the Wildlife Discovery Center. I understand that decisions have already been made, but I hope that what I say tonight may help you say see those decisions in a new way i started going to the wdc when i was a little kid i would watch boris the bobcat curly the red-tailed hawk and floor the iguana for hours i would ask the volunteers all kinds of questions about each of the animals they would tell me stories about how these animals were rescued after being hit by cars or after losing their parents the volunteers would also tell me about where each animal came from about their natural habitats and about how to care for them. Each time I went to the WDC, I would learn something new and my passion for animals grew. I thought to myself that someday I will be a real volunteer here caring for these animals I came to know by name and love and to pass on what I know to the next generation. I've been there for Wildlife Explorers Camp on hot summer days I've been there to listen to owls and roast marshmallows on the coldest winter nights. The Wildlife Discovery Center has played a big part in who I am today. I know there are hundreds, even thousands of kids who feel the same way as I do. In times when I felt sad or lonely, I knew I could always come to the WDC and caring for the animals for a few hours would cheer me up. But even if you don't love animals as much as I do, I think that the WDC is a special place for everyone. Just because Rob, Mr. Carmichael, is retiring, I can't understand why the city couldn't come up with a plan for the WDC to continue. Even at my age, I know that money has a lot to do with how decisions are made. But people in Lake Forest have more money than most people in most cities. If everyone gave just a little bit, or if the city looked for a few supporters who loved and appreciated the WDC like I do, I know we can keep it going. I myself gave over my allowance time and time again because I believed in what this organization was doing. Finally, I just want to say that it was really upsetting to find out about the closing after the decision was made and after some animals had already been moved out. I'm asking you to see if there's any way you'd reconsider so that this important community resource, this place of loving and learning can be saved. Thank you.
0: Thank you, that was very well done. Mm -hmm. very difficult decision and I think if you would like to talk to uh, our staff about that they've there are people who you know any number of people through the city manager be happy to explain we've had we've had a number of people express that opinion you know that that feeling and uh, we've had lengthy conversations with them and the staff and I think everybody comes away sort of recognizing the reality of the situation as opposed to, um, you know, it was not, it was not a hasty decision. It was not a, it was not a comfortable decision. So. um, You guys shut down the uh, wildlife center. And he was going and uh, you know, you know, that was his special place and whatnot. And nobody gave uh, any notice that it was going to happen. It just happened after the fact. And, Mm -hmm that was one of the times where uh mayor george did respond to uh citizens uh comment do you know what happened with that thing like what i know you know the guy that ran, ran it's like what it's money i guess but i would think um, in lake forest all this stuff we want to preserve we shut down a wildlife
3: center hi my name is rob carmichael curator of the wildlife discovery center most of you know who i am and uh, I've been with the city for a long time. Grew up here in the, in, the, in the City Lake Forest, and when I had this crazy idea 25 years ago of opening up a nature center uh, and pitching the idea to Fred Jackson, uh, he, went, he went to bat, and we got this thing off the ground, and it's been 25 uh, great years. And uh, I've been with the city for 37 years, actually, and it's time for me to retire. So May 31st, I'm retiring, and after very careful uh, deliberation, you know, we've re- realized that it, it's time to uh, look at the animal collection and starting to place animals with, with really good homes. We've got homes lined up all over the place, and, uh, and, and many of those animals are going to be right here locally. Um, and with that, the, the Wildlife Discovery Center is going to be closing. Uh, March 24th will be the last day, and we know there will be a lot of questions. Um, we're going to have an FAQ section on the Wildlife Discovery Center website Uh, we encourage you to go there to check it out but you know as the sun sets on the wildlife discovery center uh you know my my wife and i who've been involved with this thing from the get-go we know that lake forest has so much natural beauty so you know go out to the to to our parks our uh, open lands our county lands enjoy all that we have around us we have some so much uh, wildlife uh, that are abundant here that we can enjoy and uh, get out there and enjoy it and support these, uh, these different organizations. And uh, with that, I hope to see everyone. We're gonna be celebrating the next few months, uh, celebrating some great years, and we hope to, uh, to see you out here. So uh, thank you for all your support uh, to our donors and our, our families and the community for all you've done, uh, making this, this guy's dream come true for so many years. Um, thank you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, and it was a tough decision. It was a wrong decision. And like I said, I'm not always a supporter of what city, the city does, and I'm going to speak my mind, but Rob Carmichael, way back when he started, he was a, I want to say probably a program supervisor for the rec then, um, went to Fred Jackson and Bob Kiley at the time and said, here's what I want to do, and chuckle, chuckle, okay, Rob, go ahead. So Rob started this thing and with a couple snakes, and I grew up with Rob, and he was you know. Like like his people time, snakes I mean, or like he, snake he, snakes? He had those things growing up in the backyard and all that stuff. I mean, oh, like, real snakes. Oh, yeah. So Rob started this thing and grew it and grew it and grew it. And kind of the chuckle chuckle I say was, there was really no city support, except for, you know, funding wise, that is. So Rob from day one was out beating the bushes for donations and people to donate to help grow this thing, which he did um, phenomenally. By the and, way, this uh, kid
0: gave his allowance to uh, Mr. Carmichael to keep the thing nice. going.
1: And um, so Rob grew this thing. He ended up moving from the rec center out to Eloha, was the first, I think, tenant out there when they redid the place at Elowa. And was there for he he managed he lived out there and he managed the Eloa area as well as the the, the um, wildlife discovery and um, did a fantastic job, great educational thing and, and he grew this sucker into not just a thing for the city but a nationally renowned reserve if you want to call it that. I mean some people call it a zoo. it's I don't think it's a zoo because it was a lot more than a zoo but um, again, over the years, funded by supporters. And, right. um, you know, at a certain point, you know, and I'll, I'll say this, I was out, when I was on the rec board, I was asked to be a liaison to the Eloa Farms Commission where we were looking at, you know, certain people on the Eloa Foundation and all that um, wanted to strong arm Wildlife Discovery Center out of there. They wanted that whole facility for themselves. I believe they had, uh, you know, kind of strong-armed open lands out of there too, but um, sat on a committee, and I was on the committee with George before he was mayor, huh. and um, a, a master plan was developed uh, to build a building for all Wildlife Discovery, as well as LO Farms, the tenants, and all that, um, and they had the capacity there land-wise. Because I know originally there was some um, reservation, so to speak, for building a school out there. So that all started going through. And it was very, I'll tell you, there was some really intense meetings because these people were nasty. They wanted Rob and that thing out of there. They thought it was a joke and blah, blah, blah. But um, it maintained, and I think the underlying thing was... Hey, you know the secrets were, you know he's going to be retiring in a few years, so, you know, so you know I don't think there was a lot of, um, and and Rob was he's getting to that age just like we all do. Um, this I don't think the city really um, invested the time and energy to support him with people. Um, a secession plan wasn't really, and you know. Should have been, but I just don't think anyone was really in in um, dire need to what happens when Rob does decide to pull the plug and, you know, kick the can down the road. And, Rob, you know, again, this is all, you know, my opinion, but a lot of fact behind it too is, you know, I know Rob presented to them the cost to do it and all that. I just think they're just could have put more effort, into should we keep this going um can we take some staff and move them around to help support it it was just you know kind of okay instead of shutting it down they're saying sunsetting it which you know everything corporate speak and it's too bad because again nobody the community was not told about it until rob's posting saying he's retiring and was this ever
0: talked about in the city council or park or rec or any of that none
1: wow no you would think i can't can't speak on the park and rec except when i was on there but um yeah there was discussion when i was on there but never to the extent of okay let's fast forward when rob does retire do we have a secession plan or are we going to just shut it down and um thank goodness rob you know, it's it, it's sad for me because he's such a good friend of mine. And would he, would he come on? Um I he might I'll ask him. I mean, he's kind of always been kind of like the whole city staff. You know, when we ask him to come on, you know, it was I don't really know if I can. But um it's too bad. I mean it's it's um I think it was a bad decision. I get it. Um, you know, the numbers that I guess the city's been tossing around, I yeah, you know and i know they came from rob or whatever but i just don't I, I think there was no real city effort and i think it was a it was a win for the city for the years because it, it, it he developed it into a wonderful thing but the sad thing is it's his legacy that just kind of gets shut down and but thankfully he was able to find homes for these animals and he's taking a lot of a few of them you know personal ones of the animals to, uh, where he's moving in the South and hopefully he starts something going similar, but boy, what a, what a, what a miss. The city I, I guess, with, uh, you know, could have, here's my thing is, yeah, you know, and I know the city didn't think this and you know, I'm going to get backlash from friends and all that, but here's the thing. There was no succession plan. Sorry. There wasn't, it was Rob's decided he's out now. What do we do? you can't tell me the high school district 115 or district 67 or Lake Bluff district 65 and all that. Is there something, you know, what the schools couldn't take this thing on and figure out a way to, to do this. I, there was no planning in my opinion on how do we keep this gem going and look at the fallout people going, yeah. what the hell? What? I, I guess my question to you, Sku, is like
0: all this energy yeah. that Rummel and Bushman and now Novi, you know, that crew. Why aren't they like beefing about this? Do you know what I mean? Because I guess there isn't any any uh, political game. Because it, it was
1: because it was a thing that the city never wanted to do it. it. This was a you know, and people disagree with this, but I'll disagree with the people that disagree. This was a thing that Rob created on his own, with okay. his heart, with his passion. And it originally started out as kind of like, okay, Rob, do what you can do. And he did it. And he created a wonderful environment for kids to go to and learn about nature for animals that he saved. I mean, it, and it, the city benefited with no nothing input into it except for Rob's salary and maybe some of his staff salary and all that. There was yeah. no, there was no, you know, it was like, Hey, this thing's going great. You know, keep it going. Thank God Rob's got, you know, he's not going to be retired for another 10 or 15 years. So we, we're good. Oh, but it, 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 Rob now is in retirement mode, you know, and, and Rob put in just like his, um, his video said, he, he was in it 200%. His family was in it. He was in it too much. That The nature stuff he did taking kids to, um, on trips to, I don't want to, I don't know the name of the place every summer, but the educational end of it, I mean, his, his staff of volunteers over time are spread out throughout the country at zoos and big time places because of Rob yeah. and to sunset, as they say, the program, because funding bad, bad. I mean, I, I,
0: Poor, poor little guy 11 year old up there Shame. Took a... <laughs> well school so
1: the target they missed the target on this one and and I just think not only the city but the school districts could have got because again the school district benefited from Rob too without really you know it, it was it was a freebie for all of them yeah you know? and it turned out to be a nationally renowned Place of education, and you can't tell me that no one in this community decided to step up and take care of it. But you know what? Because nobody knew. I'm going to do a Joe Biden. Nobody knew what was going on, (laughs) and uh, it's a shame. I mean, (laughs) what a great opportunity to continue a legacy, and instead, it's
0: you know. Like you said, I saw that post from Rob. I had no idea who he was till you said something about it. And I saw the poor little guy going up to the lectern. and he was like this. You
1: closed and, it without and telling not me. One of them on the council, I bet, could even. Jo-
0: George did answer. Well, so besides
1: George, and George was, you know, again, like I said, I served with George on this committee, so he yeah. was a little more intimate, and he and I knew what was going on. And what? How well, I know it had to, to be something how serious. Trying to get rid of the wildlife discovery center yeah that wasn't too long ago yeah ah
0: throwing it out there Scoo. that's yeah. what we do well, it's
1: too bad and we can cut this out and all it but it just i mean we don't have to cut anything out study city does some bad stuff and this unfortunately i think they missed the target on that one well if you but only rob, show that by the way rob awesome freaking career proud of you proud to be your friend and what you've done for not only the community, but for your workers that are now working on their own throughout the country. Your legacy in my eyes is continuing and it just enjoy Nashville or uh, not Nashville, but. uh,
0: That's a good place to go. Rob, if we're standing in front of each other, we wouldn't know who who each other uh, is. Please come on the show so we can recognize each other. And we like to hear your story in, in person. Plus little, the little guy little guy that went to the podium gave him his allowance school <laughs> i mean i
1: had I, I mean, think, I, about yeah. it. <laughs> think about that that poor kid that that was his haven
0: yeah that's exactly what he said and uh and and kudos to the kid for stepping up there and, and saying that and uh you know his mom was there to help him but i mean that's good i mean that kid's going to be a leader someday, Mark. But see, that, Mark, that's
1: what I'm talking about is what Rob created, not just a uh, haven for animals, you know, strays and whatever, however he created but his volunteer staff and the kids that came there, he created a lifelong, if not career for them.
0: And it's just- Influence, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's incredible that, and they sat there. That's my opinion. That's kind of fact that the city sat and just let it kind of wind down without really, because they didn't want to fund it. Well, and no, they still have, and they still have two big donors. But yeah.
0: is it going to be one cool. of those things, Scoo, that they're going to just sell it to some developer and then, then Melanie Rowe will get all excited that we're
1: going to fight it? There's no, going to be a lawsuit. Eloa Farms is going to stay there. They right. and you know, the Lof Farm. Group is going to probably take over the entire facility now, and no, it's going to say they'll never ever get demolished and developed. But um, you
5: know,
1: maybe that neighborhood's going to see a lot more that a lot more weddings there. Um, I'm sure they're going to, because there's only there's a restriction right now having weddings and events there during the summer. But I'm sure now that Rob's gone,
5: yeah, that
1: neighborhood's going to be. Wedding
0: every weekend. Well, let's see. Scoo, big win for the week for Dr. Montgomery. Good job. Um. Little little guy that went up to the lectern. Good job. And then everybody else, you got some work to do. (laughs) Well, that's not true. We'll edit that out in post. Scoo Walker, thanks for another riveting episode of the Lake Force Podcast. Oh,
1: what you got? Winter sports schedule for the scouts, winding down. What do Basketball, you got? Swim, dive, gymnastics, wrestling, cheerleading.
0: Would you ever um, call um, a swim dance. meet? No. This is a triple I was you, but I didn't.
1: It, it's really hot in there, believe it or not.
0: Humid, humid. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, though. And that no, a I tr- mean,
1: all the all the sports are winding down. It's it's amazing that the winter sports are winding down all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, go figure. Happy, it's February. Fine. Happy all Valentine's right. Day, Pete. Oh, Scoo! All right, every- I choo choo <laughs> choose you. Hey, little tip out to the to the boys out there. Take your vases to Mariano's, get them filled up, wrapped up in plastic, put a bow on it, save half.
4: Yes.
0: Sir. did you get that. Did oh. you try again? Sorry, Siri. <laughs> All right, Scoo. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of one Boat Key, Florida. Experience shark beach world fishing, world kayak tours, and fossil life. hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com and schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForrestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow, their cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Rusich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and ganja. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, exceptional process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at IliadGrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest, owned Mike Havy. Check them out at HavyCommunications.com. Paul Hammond, candidate for Lake Forest mayor, April 4th, 2023. He's a lifetime resident of Lake Forest, licensed professional engineer in Illinois, registered energy professional in Chicago, Purdue electrical engineering graduate, BSEE 1979, commodity trader for over 40 years. He's running on the issues of stopping the plastic grass in Lake Forest parks. So every 10 years, the plastic field needs to be replaced because of deterioration and where? Email paul.hammond.pe at gmail.com. We'd also like to say that we're th- Thankful for patron supporters Reverend Lou Pack from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth C, Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C, Dan Rogers, and Mike Adelman. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, in Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.